we start today's episode, just to let you know, you can now nominate for the 2025 Northern Power Women Awards. To be in with a chance of celebrating with changemakers, trailblazers and advocates on the 6th of March 2025. Nominate now at wearepower.net. Women podcast for your career and your life, no matter what business you're in. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Northern Power Women podcast. I'm Sam Walker. She is Simone Roche. And actually, we should have a little trumpet or a fanfare, shouldn't we, Simone? Because this is the start of season three of the Northern Power Women podcast. I can't believe it. Season three and a a year on from doing um, season two lockdown. This season three, we're delighted to bring to you, um, supported by the Be Heard platform. Be Heard is a brand new platform that is all about shaping and leveling up the media and events industry. You've heard us talk about it before, but we, we've, we've gone out and we've only gone and built another platform and we want to use this to literally have your voices heard and so in our season three we've kind of mixed up the format a little bit haven't we we've got new questions for the life lessons and we've also got our our high fives as well so we want your voices heard and we want those conversations to be started but please do um sign up to help a shape be heard that the real life platform will be going super live in a couple of weeks but right now please sign up at be hyphen That is where you can go and be part of what is going to be a revolution in the voices you hear on the media. Be-heard.io. Please go and have a look, sign up, put your details in because... you know, from the point of view of someone who was on in the British media, you know, on the radio for nearly 20 years, I know what it's like when you're in a newsroom as I was at Five Live and your program is going live in an hour and you're thinking we need an expert on coronavirus or an aviation disaster or an earthquake that's happened. And you know what? It's a tough environment to be in for the producers because they are thinking we're going live to air in an hour. Who do we know who's amazing, who could talk on this? And you might be a fantastic woman in nuclear or woman in the transport industry or the chemical engineering industry, but we don't know you're there. We do not know that you are there and available to talk. And there's been a lot of anger, rightly so, against the media. And this is nothing against older white men because they do have a lot of expertise and a lot of of knowledge and passion to bring to the party. But we don't want to hear from the same voices all the time. Of course we don't. So it's a case really of getting your name in there so your name is in the mix because we want to start this kind of real wind of change in the media, in the voices that we hear. So please, please, please come and sign up b-herd.io because we would love to hear what you have got to say. And equally, it's for events as well. You know, the fabulous uh, Advita Patel, she's got a global diversity in action conference, um, you know, and, and, and equally, you know, she's got a, a brilliant sort of landscape of, of speakers on there. So again, it's when people come to me asking for, do I know somebody who or whatever will give, you know, this is, we want people to be able to use this as a resource as, as well. She was absolutely um, 
couldn't find, you know, a particular demographic of expertise this week. And, you know, that's what we want to be able to use the platform for. We've also got an Invest North conference where we've kind of amplified um, some brilliant, some brilliant young uh, voices as well to be part of a wider, um, you know, sort of um, sort of changing the landscape of diversity conversation as well. So it is not just about having a database for fun. It's about having something that will absolutely make impact. So Thank you, Be Heard, for supporting season three of the podcast. I'll sort out the American branch for you at a later date. That's no problem at all. We'll do that. And now, look, I know we're two weeks on, but we do have to say what an incredible Northern Power Women Awards extravaganza that was. I was sitting here with a posh rock on my top half, my, my jammies and my slippers on my bottom half. I had a brew because it was a bit early in the morning. But you know what? You must be so super, super proud, Simone, of your entire team because that was not like any other online awards I've ever been part of. It was fantastic. Uh, it was it, it was so different um, in in some respects. Zoom rooms and Zoom tables. Oh my gosh, I think I'm still having nightmares about you know move to room, move to room. So thank you for all of you those who bird with us while we we got into the right spaces. 900 people at Zoom tables, wow. and you know what? We didn't need to do it because people could have just set their own rooms up. But we really wanted to encourage people to connect mm, yeah. and encourage people to be together. Then 1,100 people watch the stream on the night or watch the live stream and and I love the fact that I got a brilliant email off Graham Lucas from Michael Page and they they won the large organization yes. and and he talked about you know Simone you should rightly you know take a walk today and a bit of fresh air and look up and take in what Aww. you created last night and, and he says and the reason is is because it was there's something in the fact that you saw the emotion on the screens which mm. you wouldn't normally it's very Oscar moment wasn't it where you see that emotion yeah. and then he says it was the craziness of this ridiculous ambition you had to get trophies into people's hands with the secret agents and the secret missions it wasn't as easy as just getting a courier we had to find people within a postcode letter away so people weren't you know sort of going out of area region and it was those bits that made the difference yeah. and people and getting the podcast at the end yeah, was, was again crazy uh, people at you know various stages of total delight and, and intoxication I think as well but it Let's be honest. Some drink had been taken by some people. It added to it all. But we could never have done that. When could we have ever got all those winners and commended and judges as special recommendations again? So, and guess what? Guess what? We broke all records can you believe it in this in this world where you know we're, we're everything's different and we're innovating but we actually broke records 25 million impressions across social media um, wow. channels and still rising how amazing is that yeah, that is just fantastic and as i said you need to be very very proud of what you achieved and your amazing team as well because it was oh. spectacular and you know even early morning as it was for me it still felt like an event it still felt like i was part of a really fantastic movement little touches of when the winner was announced the fact that on screen it turned into a map and the map flew to which <laughs> part of the north they were in i loved that it felt like i was part of this this happening so Really, really well done. I did love it. And I thought Nina did a great job as well. You know, first year I've not presented the awards for you. It was a bit, you know, it felt a bit like, oh my gosh, this is the new stuff. She was fabulous. I thought it was brilliant. Really spot on. 
but you were there you know you were yeah. part of it and, <laughs> yeah. you know and I tell you what let's just let's chuck a live recording of the podcast and at the end what the hell why not why not <laughs> no it was fabulous really really well done so happy happy days look we've got our new life lessons coming up shortly we've got brand new questions which I am loving already hearing your responses to those we're going to introduce to you our high fives as well this is something else we want you to be part of every single week that is to come but I wanted to talk first of all Simone really after the excitement of the awards and celebrating these fantastic women and men in all the work that they do. This week's been a bit of a strange one for me, but in a positive way. So as you know, I've been lucky enough to be really overwhelmed with work. It's been a bit full on at times. And so when my daughter's half term rolled around or spring break, as they call it here, they weren't going down with the whooping teenagers to Daytona Beach in Florida. They're a bit young. So we um, booked a little cabin in South Arizona Anyway, it was really obvious as time approached that I was just not able to take the time off. And I said to Dave, my husband, you go with the girls and take the dogs, please. Thank you. Go uh, down to this cabin for four days, three nights, and I'll stay home because I've got loads of work to do. And it was all good, all fine. It's really struck me how much caring still is part of our lives as working women. Because the last three days where I've had no one to look after but myself, I felt like I've been on holiday. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It sounds a ridiculous thing to say. But the fact that I've been able to sit at my desk and not thought, right, now I need to go and make someone's lunch and I need to go and put that wash on or or do the school homework or walk the dog, even animals, you kind of forget how much responsibility they are. I've sat there before for a couple of hours and thought, oh, I haven't let the dog out. Oh, no. And I thought, oh, she's not here. They're not here. It's fine. It's not. They're not here. And it's interesting because Ganan talks in their life lessons this week about the guilt of of being a working parent that doesn't go away. And, you know, we know that it's not going to go away. But being able to sort of plough through and get the work done that I needed to get done, I'm now dead excited about them coming home later on today. But I just thought we don't realise the mental, mental burden that we have of caring, which goes on top of all the work that we do in our sort of career as well. And I know we've talked about the mental burden of caring, whether it's for a parent, whether it's a spouse, whether it's a child, whether it's animals, for goodness sake. But as women, we do take on this incredible mental burden. And I didn't realise how much it was until I've been free of it this week. And I I had a a meeting uh, at the end of last week uh, with a a professor up at the university. And and I said, oh, what, what is it? You know, they you're not homeschooling anymore how mm. how is that and she says do you know what it's so hard actually you know I, I've heard a lot of people oh my goodness thank god no more mm. homeschooling whatever but actually you've now got to fat do in again the school runs two yeah. kids two different schools mm-hmm. two different areas back again and she goes I've for- you know you've kind of forgotten how much you've got into that yeah. routine yeah. or at least you can kind of go Fingers on lips kind of thing or, or, or you know. And, and if your yeah, children are older yeah. and capable of, of doing, setting up the Zooms and doing all that themselves, you're right. I would be at my desk for eight o'clock in the morning. But now from next week here in Arizona, I've got to start taking them back to school again. And, you know, my husband's here. We do tag team it. But still you think, oh, yikes, I can't have a meeting at that time anymore. I've got to factor all that extra time in my day. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it definitely. And, and it's it's that whole... 
And I think there is that, if you think about the, the going back or, you know, what does the new future of work look like? It is, you talked about pets. There's a factoring in that as well. Well, how, who's going to do that? Are they going to have to go into a daycare center or whatever? How and the kids. people so, got dogs in lockdown? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there is good, well, there is a whole thing, isn't there, about the depression of animals coming out of this. But yeah, there is, I was listening to Ganan's, um, you know, the life lessons about that guilt factor. Obviously, you've got my family, uh, my mom, and even last weekend or the weekend before it was Mother's Day. And last year, I didn't see my mom. And, you know, we're not, can't see this. And this, it's just that it is that, oh gosh, well, could have just got, and you can't, you can't do this, but it's that constant sort of pressure. Rob's got care and responsibilities at the moment yeah. for his, for his mum. You know, it's, it's, it's tough. It's a tough balance all round, isn't it? Which, whatever care and responsibilities you've got, it is a tough mental pressure. It is a hundred percent. I make a podcast here for a, um, a parents magazine about becoming a new mum or a mom, of course, as they say here. And one of the great guests that I've got uh, on the podcast is a woman called Lauren Smith Brody, who's written a book called The Fifth Trimester. So the you know the first three trimesters are when you're pregnant. The fourth trimester is when you're sort of postpartum, as they say here, when you're a new mum. What's the fifth trimester? It's the birth of the working mother. And she talks about that transition of back to work, the fifth trimester, the name of the book. And she posted a great thing on her Instagram the other day. She said... Um, I don't ask women now whether they're working mothers or not. All mothers work. It's whether they're paid for that work or not. That's the difference. And that's what we mustn't forget. There is so much caring responsibility that we take on, whether we're mothers or not, that is unpaid. And it's just really a a bit of a props to everyone who has any caring responsibilities at all that we do see you and we're aware how tough it can be. But Onwards. You know what? We've talked so much about Ganan's life lessons. Shall we hear them? Oh, well, Ganan is an ambassador of our Be Heard um, platform. And we've had Ganan as a guest guest uh, host as well, haven't you? When you yeah. were probably yeah. one of your, an RV, an RV jaunt or Recreational something like Recreational vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> so broadcaster, presenter, social entrepreneur, so many levels of experience to pass on. Here's Ganan. My name is Gunan Adamu. I'm a producer, presenter and social entrepreneur and founder of iWoman Academy, CIC. Um, so when have you felt the fear and done it anyway? Um, I would definitely say starting my own business was a big fear of mine, even though it was something that I wanted to do, to do for a very long time. It was the insecurity and the lack of confidence that had stopped me and one day I thought well why not what do I need to do to get there and you know I pushed through and it's the best decision that I made was starting my own um my own business I'm still you know sometimes I do struggle with imposter syndrome however start my own business was still a good decision what's a commonly accepted rule of business that you have found not to be true Oh, definitely, you know, when they say you have to work 24 hours to show how passionate you are about your business, it's definitely a rule of business that is not true. Um, And I learned that the hard way because I became so mentally drained and fatigued and I wasn't being the best mum that I thought I could be. And now, you know, I got myself to a place where I do work around nine hours. I can split that up during the day. 
I can do it as a nine to five. I can do it as a three till 10, whatever way, you know, I try and keep within those nine hours. Um, I try not to exceed more than 10, 11 hours because then I'm going back to, it's easy to go back into those old habits. So yeah, be mindful of your time, be mindful of your, your mental health as well. What has surprised you about working life? Oh, so I'm in a very privileged position. So, you know, I still have my day job with the BBC, which is my, one of my biggest passion, um, radio, radio presenting. And I'm a social entrepreneur as well. So I work on my business as well. So I'm doing two, two big jobs that are my biggest passions and my biggest love. So I would definitely say I never thought that in a million years, that as a as a grown up <laughs> that I'll be you know be doing things that I absolutely loved and it's true what they say you know if 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 you do what you love you'll never work a day in your life and I stay true to that when has a failure turned out to be a positive experience so not a lot of people know this but I had a business back in I think it was 2013 yeah and it failed it absolutely failed and I was gutted that it failed however through that failure I woman was born and I, I definitely feel that if I wouldn't have failed on that business I wouldn't have this golden nugget um, this golden egg that I am absolutely obsessed with so we need to celebrate failure as much as possible and I think it's something that we don't do enough in the UK so failure for me is definitely part of your success success factor and part of your journey to becoming a successful entrepreneur so do not be afraid of failure um if you're a working parent how do you cope with the guilt factor (laughs) you never do you never do um it's something I still struggle with now However, I know that what I'm doing is for the benefit of my son, of my family. And, you know, sometimes as parents, we do overcompensate. I do anyway. So sometimes I'll, you know, go extra with presents and, you know, the the materialistic things um, and, you know, holidays and stuff like that. However, you know, one of the big or the key things I've started doing more now that my son is getting older is having those conversations and explaining to him why mummy does what she does. And that has actually helped our relationship. So he knows that mummy is working the way she does because it's the benefit us, not, you know, it's not just for the sake of working, but being able to show him, you know, work ethic and loving what you do. So yeah, but I'd definitely say that the guilt factor never goes. It's just how you handle it and be mindful of your health and your mental health, especially. Thank you. Thank you so much to Ganan. I loved her life lessons. We really should mention her amazing taste in earrings as well. You know, we know that she's an incredible entrepreneur, an amazing mother, a broadcaster, and yet she always looks incredible as well. She really, really does. Big fan of her. And uh, do you know what? I love what she said there about the guilt, the fact that, do you know what? Of course, it doesn't just go away. We, we, You know, we don't expect it to. But she's. I love the fact that she said she started now to sit down with her son and have those conversations about work and responsibility. But it goes back, doesn't it, to the fact that, you know, I've, I've had those same conversations with my daughters about, do you know what, sometimes I need to work late and, you, you know, daddy needs to make your tea or daddy needs to take you away for three days to a cabin because mummy's got to work. But I also want them to grow up not thinking the only way to validate yourself is is to work outside of the home because we should also give props to women who do work 
in the home and our full-time working mothers because that is also an incredibly, incredibly hard job. So I loved that. I, and I really like, so it's great actually having the new questions, isn't it? And one of the, this, I love this question, which you definitely got to think about, but what's a commonly accepted rule of business mm. that have you found not to be true? And I thought, I keep hearing this advice and I'm not, I don't act on it. I'm terrible, but it's that, you know, but the advice is you do not have to work 24 hours a day yes. to show how passionate you are, yes. you know? So she's chosen, she works nine hours and she splits the day up, you know, mm. and I do nine to five and three till 10. And I try to keep within that nine hours. And, you know, so I think there's a discipline there. There's a yeah. real discipline. And I know when um, we approached Ganan about being an ambassador, she went, and, and she went away and she went, oh, can I, can I just look? Because I want, if I want to, if I want to do it, I want to make sure I can do it. And I thought, oh, maybe she doesn't, maybe it's an excuse. Maybe she doesn't really want to do this or whatever. And it wasn't, it was about, actually, I need to see if I'm going to do it. Like anything, we want to do things well, don't we? Whatever yeah. we take on. And it was factoring in to that hours factory into the stuff that you you are if you like you're paid for the stuff that you're innovating uh, the stuff that you want to do more of so yeah I thought I thought that was really good and I you know I'll keep having to read it back and I probably won't pay any attention I won't do my own nine hours but I'm gonna try <laughs> try, gonna try try yeah. definitely Look, before we head off into the sunset, we want to introduce a new little feature on the podcast, which we're going to do every single week, and that is giving your high five. It's a chance for you to really just salute, I'm saluting as I say it, somebody who you think has gone above and beyond, done something outside of their comfort zone, done something to make your life easier, whatever it may be, it's your chance to give a high five. So we'll tell you how you can get in touch and do that for next week. But Simone, who's yours this week? Well, mine is to Blue Point Marina. Okay. So I had a very scary experience last week. Still, I don't think I've processed it. Woke up at 5.30 in the morning to an alarm going off on the boat. Ugh. It was the carbon monoxide alarm going oh. off on the boat. Open the engine room and the batteries which power the boat were, well, the whole, it was full of smoke. It was <gasps> full of smoke and we're bubbling and we're obviously running around turning off uh, electrics and stuff like that and i'm like we literally left the boat to get the get the you know the bad gas if you like out of our lungs and you know then i'm starting to worry about oh gosh we've got the freezer in the fridge and turning all that off and what were we losing blue put marina came uh literally to the rescue and they went you didn't ever really need to worry about your fridge or your freezer you needed to worry that in probably another hour or so the whole boat could have blown (gasps) up so (laughs) so I know scary scary stuff so a massive high five to the team up there who have kind of rebatteried us and made us safe but you know sometimes when you think there's there's certain stuff going on and and around your world you think of that and you think well yeah forget about your freezer worry about life yes (laughs) oh well I'm really glad you're okay but man alive that's a one heck of an experience to go through but thank goodness, yeah, all is okay. Oh, never blooming rains with you, Simone, does it? Well, this this week, I just want to give a big high five to my nine-year-old daughter, actually. She's had quite a lot of behavioural problems over the last year or so, maybe a little bit before. It, it is a pre-COVID thing, absolutely. We didn't really understand what was going on. But a very long story short, we've started um, some work now with a doctor here. She has been diagnosed with having ADHD which did not come as a surprise at all. There's a lot of behaviours that have been really, really upsetting for her more than I think 
for us, although it has also been really difficult and really challenging. And for her now to sit down and start talking with this doctor all via Zoom as they do now, she was really scared, bless her. She was really nervous. And we talked it through a lot with her, but she's now getting some some help to help to give herself some coping strategies for when things become very overwhelming for her when she can't see anything in front of her. It was starting to really affect her schoolwork. And um, it's a scary thing to sort of as a parent to to embrace that perhaps you do need to look at your child needing some extra help and support. But really to see her step into the unknown, to start to help her learn to um, to deal with her behaviours when they do become overwhelming. This little nine-year-old sitting, taking that step, you know, that step on her own journey was was really lovely. So I'm dead proud of her, really, really proud of her. Wow. And we have set the bar quite dramatic there, haven't we, then, with our two high fives? We don't need to be. Sorry, please don't. <laughs> Sorry, but there, we haven't seen each other for a couple of weeks, have we, in, the, in our recording? Because we've had our live and our yeah. videos and stuff like that. But please do share your high five. What and who do you want to high five? This has come from every week we have a team high five Zoom call on a Friday at five o'clock and we talk about what the high five for the week. We also have the other question. The only other question is what you're having for your tea. But please, feel free to share that but tell us on on our social channels tell us at north power women on twitter um across northern power women on instagram or facebook but let us know what your high five is or who your five high five is and we will shout out um a few of them on this section of season three of the podcast in partnership with be heard platform absolutely well look you and I are disappearing off into the sunset as ever. Thank you so, so much for listening. Thank you to b-her.io for supporting season three of the Northern Power Women podcast. Do get in touch. Tell us your high fives. We'd love you to share your life lessons as well. All the details, head to northernpowerwomen.com and we'll tell you how you can get in touch. Uh, the next episode is coming your way on Monday, March the 29th. Until then, she's Simone Roche, I'm Sam Walker and the Northern Power Women podcast is a What Goes On Media production. Ooh.